Welcome to Mind Your Own Revisions, a podcast about fostering mental and emotional well-being in academia for academics all around the world and at every level. I'm Özgü Dünver, a social scientist with a PhD. Having struggled with mental health issues throughout my academic career, it is now my mission to inspire and support other academics on their quest to find balance and happiness in relation to their work. Let's thrive together. Hello everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of Mind Your Own Revisions. Today we will talk about rejection, that dreaded word, rejection. But before I start, I'd like to thank my coach and mentor Els for suggesting this topic. I'd like to share two of my favorite series of rejections regarding my academic work, hoping that my experience would also inspire you. The first story is about the long way I took to be able to get into a PhD program with a scholarship. I had decided to go ahead and become an academic back in the years I was studying for a bachelor's degree. I loved studying, learning, researching, analyzing, synthesizing, and I wanted to become a professor. So graduate studies were the next natural step for me. During my master's in social and cultural anthropology in Belgium, I was absolutely clear about my decision of starting a PhD with a scholarship, which meant that I would be a research or a teaching assistant. In Belgium, there are usually two ways of doing a PhD with a scholarship. One, you write a research proposal to a funding body and receive a scholarship from outside, or two, a professor gets outside funding for a research project and with a part of the funding, they can hire a junior researcher as a PhD student to carry out part of the research. So what did I do? I applied to several research assistant PhD scholarship positions, but no luck. Since I really wanted to do a PhD, I also applied to some PhD scholarships elsewhere in Europe. Still no luck. You know the deal. I wrote a proposal and all, and I got rejected over and over and over again. I was convinced that I wouldn't get anywhere with a degree in anthropology because other people around me told me so. They said, you need to know something valuable, quote unquote, in order to get a job or a PhD. So go for this statistics program. I said, okay, these people probably know something that I don't. I'll follow their lead. So I started my second master's, this time in statistics. I also had to work to pay the bills. So I also found a full-time job and continued studying part-time. Statistics was one of the most difficult things I had to learn because it didn't come naturally. I was studying at night because I was working during the day. I studied so hard for so long and finally succeeded in completing the modules one after the other. And since I was giving my all to learning it, I was especially susceptible to any kind of feedback, positive or negative. So one night I was again exploring some data set that was given to us for study purposes. And I ended up going really in depth in the data and found some outliers to the statistical model I was running. And out of curiosity, 
I looked at these outliers one by one and found some unexpected underlying reason behind why they are the outliers. Anyway, this is the geeky part. No need to go further. The important thing is, the next lesson, I went up to the professor and said that I found such and such things and also probably asked a question about the whole thing. I still remember what he said to me that day. He said, wow, you found all of that? You have to stop whatever you're doing and become an academic. Oh, those magical words. They were music to my ears. I blushed and thanked him and convinced myself to apply for a PhD positions again. Several months after that talk, this same professor had published an announcement that he was looking for a PhD student to work on one of his projects. Of course I applied. And of course, I got rejected. Ha! I applied to some other PhD positions after that, with or without a proposal, and none of them worked. I had no courage or patience to try a program in the US or anywhere outside of Europe. So I kissed my PhD dream goodbye and went on working. Fast forward to one and a half years after finishing my second master's, I saw a PhD position announcement at the University of Leuven, the university where I dreamt of doing my PhD. The research was in the field of childcare policies where my work would be funded and used by policymakers. It was too good of an opportunity to be true. It was all I wanted, working as a researcher while doing my PhD and at the same time developing an expertise and network in an area that has a practical use. Of course I applied and of course I got hired. After more than 10 applications here and there, I got to start my academic career where I always wanted to. When I got hired, I realized that doing a PhD at the University of Leuven was one of my wildest dreams. A dream that I was too scared to even admit to myself. And because of doing my PhD at that university, with that professor, and in that institute, and on that topic, and within the context of that project, I got much more than a doctorate degree. I got such valuable work experience with many amazing researchers and developed real expertise in the European childcare policies. So the moral of the story is, as you could have guessed, all those rejections that you're currently getting could be because you are supposed to be somewhere else and even somewhere better. Life redirects you towards the path you're supposed to take. Think back for a second. Has this happened to you? You know, losing hope after getting rejected so many times and then ending up in your wildest dream? The second story I want to tell is about an article I wrote during my PhD together with my supervisors. This was a couple of years ago. So the article was finalized and I submitted to a journal. Got immediately rejected by the editor, not even got a review. The reason was that the article didn't fit the journal's concept, which wasn't true. Of course, I had done my research and I was sure that the article was fit for that journal. But anyway, then I submitted it to another journal. Got immediately rejected by the editor. Again, not even a review. I said, third time's a charm. 
and I submitted it to another journal. This time got a peer review, but still got rejected as, as a result of it. By that time, I started to feel worse and worse. I started to question not only the quality of the article, but my overall ability to conduct research. Still, I kept going. I revised the article based on the suggestions from peer reviewers and submitted it yet to another journal. I got rejected once more, without a review. At this point, the whole thing started to become like a game to me. I started to laugh about it. I submitted the article to yet another journal, informing my colleagues that they should prepare themselves for yet another rejection. Can you imagine what happened? The article went for review and got rejected again. I became completely desensitized and got more and more alienated from the piece of work I created myself. Still, I couldn't stop my efforts to get this piece published. I mean, we had put so much effort into this. And it wasn't like this piece of work was garbage either. I, it had to be published. There was no other way. And I knew that the rejections I got from the journal editors without even a peer review didn't count. After all, getting peer review was the thing I was after, so that I could improve the work, right? So I submitted it to yet another journal, got rejected again, without a review. <sighs> okay, another pep talk to motivate myself, yet another round of going through all the journals that could be a home for this article, and I submitted it again for the seventh time. It went for a peer review, and for the first time, we didn't get rejected. We got a request to revise and resubmit. When I received that email from the editorial office, I couldn't believe my eyes. I read it over and over again to make sure that it wasn't rejected. The revisions were challenging to make, but hey, when was it ever easy to revise an article? Anyway, so we revised and resubmitted. After a while, we got another letter saying, you did well revising this article, but it's not quite there yet. Please revise again and resubmit. Wow, still no rejection, but I revise and resubmit. Yay! We revised and resubmitted, of course, and finally it was accepted for publication. The whole thing from the finalization of the article to getting it published took almost two years. Thank God we didn't get revisions for all those six rejections before, because then it would take even longer to get it published. In the middle of all of these rejections, I went ahead and shared this story with some colleagues and some other fellow academics. That we had an article getting rejected over and over again. And a colleague of mine said, Wow, Özgün, you're really persistent. Typically, I would try about three times to get an article published, and if it doesn't work out, I just stop. That was the moment I realized that I needed to share this story with other academics to give them hope while making them laugh a bit. Do you have such a story where you finally got something after trying so many times? Please contact me and share your story. Closing this episode, I'd like to leave you with this message. Whenever you get rejected, remember that one of two things will happen as a result of that rejection. One, either you will be redirected towards a much, much better place, position or setting. Or two, 
you will have one more funny story to tell in the coming years. None of these options are easy to see at the moment of rejection, but keep going forward and eventually when you look back, you won't be sorry for any of the rejections you've ever gotten. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, please start following Mind Your Own Revisions on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your academic friends about this podcast. What are your thoughts about today's topic? I would love to hear from you. Until next time, bye!